Before I introduce my next guest, I wanted to bring your attention to monthly supportership. If you go to Anchor FM slash Zach Jameson, you'll see a link to become a monthly supporter. As little as 99 cents a month, you'll get a shout out every episode for a monthly supporter. As low as 99 cents a month. It's not much. Support your boy. Without further ado, I'll introduce my next guest, Dustin Kahn. Dustin and I have been friends since sixth grade. Um, uh, Music virtuoso. um, Has a degree in sound design. And all in all, great guy. Guitarist, multi-instrumentalist. Welcome, everybody. Dustin Kahn. Hello. It's great to be here, man. Are you actually a sound design major? I, I like. I know you did something with sound. It involves that, yeah. I mean, I had a good amount of experience in everything, but uh, yeah, just a general sound engineering uh, certificate, you know. What was? How were you introduced to um, playing instruments, and what encouraged you to continue doing that? Uh, so I think, like, as opposed to like typical stories you hear of, like, uh, you know, their uh, families or the brothers and sisters were really, you know, musical. It was always around the house. I mean, that wasn't really the case for me, necessarily. Like, uh, I think it was just uh, the combination of variety of music I heard as a kid. Um, My older brother always constantly played different genres and always had music playing. Uh, So I had a wide variety of interests there. And then I just kind of grew it on my own. And he had a guitar for a short amount of time, and my dad had an old acoustic but nobody really ever played that much, you know, so um, I just kind of found an interest in it once I liked music, you know, I uh, fiddled around on the guitar for a bit, um, eventually got introduced to piano, you know, just playing around with it, but, uh, and then I met a extended family member um, that had had a band for a short amount of time, and uh, just kind of a bar rock band, you know, and um, and he, he started teaching me guitar lessons, so I learned all my basics from him, but that's oh. when it really took off. Do you have any advice for somebody who's trying to learn an in- say for New Year's resolutions? Uh, what would you give? What advice would you give to those who are interested in picking up an instrument? Um, I don't know. Like, there's as far as ease, I guess. Like, if if they're not sure what instrument to try, I mean, I would definitely say like piano or guitar. Um, I took it up on guitar, but uh, through like just messing around on pianos and learning more about music in general. Um, I definitely think, like, the piano is a, a good uh, um, layout. You know, it's a good layout of understanding for somebody that's new to music, um, the way it's structured and the way you can kind of visualize it. Um, and it, it's right in front of you, so I feel like it's kind of easier to, to kind of uh, understand in that sense. But uh, it all depends on what you're kind of geared towards. I mean... Let's say they're trying to learn how to play guitar. Um, how would you... What advice would you give to encourage them you know, um, how to improve as a guitar player and um, something that helped you become a better guitar player. Right, so um, I es- definitely... Especially when you were starting out. Right. Um, I mean, because recently, like, I had put up, um, you know, kind of, like, let the word out that, like, I was willing to teach, you know, anybody that had, like, small kids or something in my family, you know, I'm trying to reach out and teach people a little more. But uh, I always think it's really um, necessary to teach the basics, you know, um, basic chords. If you can teach them, you know, songs with three chords or so um, to get them a good feeling. Because everybody, I feel like everybody has rhythm. I mean, I, I suppose some people just aren't in it and they, they don't vibe with it. But I think in a sense, there's a, a certain uh, natural kind of rhythm that people understand about music, especially if they like it. So um, I really think that... Uh, just approaching it with that kind of universal sense of um, learning to play along with the songs you love uh, and learning, you know, for me, pretty much, the basic chords and the uh, scales, um, the pentatonic scales, were a good setup, you know. That's your base ground of, uh, then you can explore from there. You know, the problem with me, I mean, in my personal opinion, is, like, I love playing music and I love to mess around, like, you know, with scales and jamming and stuff, but, um... I got into a rut for a while because I, I got into Bob Dylan, you know, love playing folk stuff. And when you don't have too many other people to play music with, you just play the chords and sing along, you know. And that's what I found joy in for a while. But um, I think it's essential to not get stuck up in anything just because it's comfortable. Yeah. I um, For my listeners, I wanted to mention, I, I've, I've talked about you multiple times on the show. Um, Dustin is the friend that got me into playing guitar and eventually piano. Um, he started, he also was the, he's also the friend that showed me the Beatles. 
So he has a pretty, pretty high importance um, uh, in my life. Um, so I think um, if I was giving any advice um, to my audience, like having a friend that also pl- is either trying to learn the instrument or already does know, because uh, there's a lot of songs that I learned because of him. Well, because of you, I should say, because I'm with you right now. Um, but also, you know, um, consistency is really is really big too like playing 10 minutes a day goes mm. a long way yeah um and i would i remember like um seventh or eighth grade roughly like i remember one christmas i wanted to learn the mario theme really bad and so i spent like six hours just like trial and error it's another big thing is trial and error yeah yeah and that's um you know obviously like yeah we have a lot of history you know it's great to be on the show like we've been through a lot but um you were one of the earlier friends like I had, uh, it was you and, like, a couple other of my friends, like, uh, we're definitely interested, and, like, I would definitely try to teach them, but you can only do so much, um, but you were one of the people, and, uh, and that's what kind of put it into perspective for me, was, like, I already knew so much, um, you know, on my own, and to watch, try to transfer it onto somebody else, and watch them kind of take what you've taught them, and then come back, you know, the next week and learn, like, you know, crazy train or something, you know, and that's what put it into perspective for me is like just learning like they uh, these beginners are learning songs that I haven't even learned because I just hadn't attempted it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I was talking about the rut I was in for a while of just playing chords. And more recently, like I've uh, there have been some songs, uh, particularly with piano, too. I'm trying to learn a little bit more of that, but uh, getting a new um, idea of how it feels to approach a song newly and go through that. Um, like I had a little period when I was trying to learn some stuff on uh, drums, like the John Bonham triplets yeah. uh, on the toms, and like he was um, right-handed, but he led with le- his left hand, so it's different, you know. But um, I would sit in front of my electronic kit and just like play those repetitive motions over and over, and uh, and just to know to like in my head like know how it's supposed to go, and then feel yourself messing up. And then you know, be able to just keep going, keep going, because you know you're gonna get that few that just sound great, you yeah. know. And it's a it's a matter of keeping your mind in that future aspect of like eventually I'll get this. I know that also um, a lot of people, and I talked about this um, in a few episodes ago with Jay Fit, that you'll you'll make a promise, you'll say that you want to do something, but then you won't do anything to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I want to learn guitar, but I don't have a guitar. Okay, well then buy a guitar. And if you're serious about learning, like pick up the guitar and learn it. And another thing, um, I've been reading a lot of, um, I've been reading a lot of books about um, um, perfection, you know, like, um, or like whether it's like diet or- Discipline. uh, Yeah, discipline, diet, and like exercise. And they're always like, well, I wanted to go to the gym every day this week, but I only went three times. It's the, cur- it's the, yeah. it's, they say in one of the books that I read, I can't uh, uh, quote it, but it's um, said something like um, being imperfect is the perfect way to start. Right. Because you'll, um, messing up the, the perfectionist in you will strive to be better. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. I mean, I think people, if people really focus on, like, um, where they're at in their life and, like, what they would like to be in the future or something, like, it's a matter of understanding where you're currently at and what would bring you to that place of, like, you know, where you're talking, like, kind of excuses of, like, thinking you're in a different situation and you're not uh, that type of person or something, you know, and it's like... Uh, I think it, it also leads to um, a question of, you know, um, quiet desperation. People are like... I want to, I'm going to live like this now so that later I can be happy. Yeah. It's and if you sacrifice your happiness now, then you're sacrificing your happiness later. Because, you know, say, well, in one year I want to get a new job because I hate this job now, but it pays the bills. One year from now, I'm going to start looking for a job. One year later, you're in the same rut, you know? Yeah. You can't live life off of, you know, monetary value because you'll be miserable your whole life. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's my Yeah, no, and that's it. a good segue, honestly, because, um... We were talking, you know, uh, about philosophy earlier and, like, uh, that that tied in really well with, like, some uh, perspectives I've learned about, and I'll get to that in a second, but um, about uh, people just living for the future, you know? I mean, I've, since I came back, so, uh, as you know, you know, I, I went to Orlando for a year uh, at a school called First Institute, 
Um, a small tech school, you know, learned about music for a year, met a lot of awesome, great people. And, uh, and since I've been back up here in New England, like, it's a different uh, environment for sure, you know, so it's, it, kinda, it was kind of hard to uh, adapt. But um, I really think that uh, if, like, I, so, so I came back up here and um, I knew that that wasn't going to be an, an, an immediate answer. You know, so uh, I worked at Walmart for a bit, and I have always had that same attitude that you were talking about of, like, not uh, postponing what you really want for just getting by. But uh, I feel like people need to keep it in perspective um, as far as their goals and their, you know, uh, you know desires of, of where they want to be in the future. Um, and I was able to keep that on wraps. Like, I went for Walmart for the time that I needed, and I think of it just as stepping stones. You know, you're always yeah. going to do what you need to do to get to where you want to be. And where you want to be, like, um, it might not always turn out to be the climactic ending you wanted or something, but and you I learn from it. I always like to say that, like, whatever job you work at or even just any, like, experience in your life, it's 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 all stepping stones if you choose them to be. So I look at all my jobs that I've worked at. Like, I've worked at a pizza place, and the guy was an asshole. So I just, like... I use that as a stepping stone. Like I'm not going to be treated like that in a workplace because right. if I'm going to live, if I'm going to work there the rest of my life, I need to have a boss that respects me. Yeah. Um, and then I worked at Taco Bell, which I, I, you know, the boss wasn't a jerk, but he was just, you know, it's Taco Bell. You don't want to, you don't want to work at a fast food place your whole life. Right. And then I worked at Market Basket, and I, I learned a lot of really good skills there, um, like working hard and, you know, um, going above and beyond what's asked of you. Um, and then I worked at a gym and, you know, I, I learned a lot of lessons that I wouldn't have learned if I didn't work there. And I, I'll shout out the, the company 43 degrees North. I, I worked there for two years and I learned a lot about health and fitness there. And a lot of things, a lot of, uh, misconceptions that you might hear about the, the health industry and that might be explored later on, um, in everything under the sun, but it's um you know each each moment in your life is a stepping stone yeah. everybody that you meet all the experience that you face um and i've made a post about this a couple of days ago about how you know i had a, a hit and run accident um beginning of the year and i also woke up to world war three trending and that was kind of freaky <laughs> but um you can either choose for that moment to define you can either choose to defy the moment or the moment to define you and I'm going to choose the moment that I'm going to overcome it because yeah. you can either choose to crumble in stressful situations or you can choose to overcome it. Yeah, that's what I've really realized too. Like in those uh, examples, like uh, being inspired by different people's stories of struggle and like really looking at struggle as a stepping stone to really get um, clarify, you know, your desires and where you want to be in life. And like uh, people can withstand extreme amounts of stress and extreme amounts of like, what what we would call poverty or, or you know, uh, less fortunate or whatever. I mean, those stories are stories of inspiration in my eyes. I mean, there's a lot of people that can hold, a, you know, handle a lot of stuff in their life. And uh, just before I get off, off the, my thought, because my brain was somewhere else, um, was uh, when we were talking about the philosophy thing, like when you're talking about, you know, the quiet desperation, which is one of the uh, more uh, extremely, like, it's definitely kind of an anomaly. Central. It's it's. I feel like it's central to the world around us. Like, and it's kind of ignored, I suppose, or, or people know about it, but that's what it is. It's about knowing about it, but not taking action on it. Mm. And uh, and when you were mentioning earlier about um, just how people live for the future, uh, it reminded me of a speech of uh, Alan Watts, uh, who's an awesome philosopher I've gotten into recently, and uh, he talks about this whole system of of that we've been raised up in a while. Uh, of just kind of um, perpetually working to be happy in the future, and you end up working your whole life because it's an exchange of struggles, right? Like you can either struggle for what gets you by and what gets the money paid, and you know, and sacrifice your real desires and and what you want to be doing. And then there's the whole other struggle of really pursuing what you want and taking all the baggage that comes with it. I mean, it's a different set of standards, you know, but. I don't think anybody can uh, judge, you know, one struggle from another. I mean, I think everybody has the choice to take on whatever kind of uh, issues and, and, you know, uh, things they want to pursue. I mean, you know, 
life is kind of a struggle and uh i think that like uh i don't know people just need to respect like other people's points of view and and things like that i mean everybody's constantly finding themselves you know there's when when you have hiccups and and we're all pretty somewhat young compared to our parents you know they look at us as young and when you talk about your you know car accidents and things like that like um whatever kind of mistakes we make you know growing into adults and getting the responsibilities and stuff i mean it's what shapes us people are always gonna um kind of criticize it in a way but it's i think it's mostly from a point of knowledge you know or uh kind of a warning but i mean the the goal is to learn from it you know and uh it definitely yeah. shapes your perspective on on the future i think yeah i always sometimes i always like have this thought that like the world it lives in a snow globe you know like uh everybody is shaped by their own experiences and the people that they meet and uh the experiences that they that they that they seek and it almost feels like everyone has like their own little globe around them because that's oh, yeah. what shapes their their thoughts it's what shapes their their philosophies their um ideas right so it's like every every person that we um that we meet in life they're almost you have to almost like interject into their bubble to yeah. make any kind of traction and um going back to like the quiet desperation um i don't think it's i don't think it's difficult to be in a life like that or even being stuck in that cuz i feel like everybody has faced that or will face that in life yeah. the ones yeah. that have moved past it have moved past it you know i mean it's not that they they that... just have to choose not to live that life right it's a matter it's, of getting it, through it it's the options of doing it um but you know in a in a country that's run by money and you are constantly sold things that are supposed to better yourself and make you happy you, like this this whole system that we have yeah. is run on your happiness but also your self consciousness and your you know need to you know be content with who yeah. you are right and and, and um that going back to you know going back to like working like working to have the most amount of money which is like guess the the base root of capitalism yeah talking about if i have the most amount of money i will be the most amount of happy yeah that's and not true it's just an endless cycle i think about um you know my buddy carter carter sagan i'll call him by name and um he was working at a post office right out of high school and he was working like 70 eight hours a week, but he was making fat checks. He was making so much money. I couldn't. Because he was making like 19 bucks an hour. But he never, he was working from 5 to 7 p.m., 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day, seven days a week. Uh, and he was so tired every time I saw him. That's and I insane, never, dude. and the thing is, I never got to see him. And he never got to see his like friends or family because yeah. he was always working. Yeah, that's but just and, and like, to me. I love him to death. And thank God he left that job. Thank God. And I'm like, I was asking him, like, is the money worth it? Because, like, if you are miserable, right. you're living, you're waking up every day, like, upset that you have to go to work. Right. Dedicating that much time to something that's not even related to it's you. It's not fulfilling. You know, I mean, so after, so I had worked for uh, this company, Access AV, as you know, for a couple months, you know, um, and, uh, it's one of those jobs I loved learning everything, uh, doing uh, camera installs, uh, speaker installs, and, and things like that. So it was a great opportunity. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't last too long, so I had a couple months' experience, but uh, they, they, I don't think they were willing to teach me that much else, you know, to prove myself. But either way, um, you know, those little bit of experience, I mean, uh, friggin'... I don't know. They helped shape. Uh, I knew it was nothing I did, you know. But um, uh, after that, I had, had had enough. You know, I didn't really know what else I wanted to move from. That was my long term goal. I thought I was going to learn a lot from it and and progress from there. You know, so it was kind of misleading. But um, after there, you know, it was hard finding a job. It's easy enough to find a job that has good money, and it's easy enough to find a job that you can do. But uh, it was a matter of finding a job that I could do consistently. Uh, without having a little bit of uh, self-worth diminished, you know? I mean, yeah. it's it's more of a mental thing for me. I mean, it's easy enough for people to work and, like, to put in the hours and to put in the dedication and stuff, but I feel like a lot of people just don't pay attention to what their where their mind's at. They're fo- so focused on work, 
Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, when you're working that much, you literally don't have time to ever think about yourself, in yeah. my opinion. So uh, I think that's really important. So I took that time and uh, I wanted to see what it was like to, to not have a job for a while and to just see how long I could go without money. I mean, doesn't the, get doesn't last very long. Uh, yeah, I never really got to see it through. But either way, I mean, um parents being what they are you know uh it's hard to live life without money it was it was a good wake-up call i i was in it enough for uh the experience to be what it was and uh luckily um i found the job at the gym which came i don't know how it came into my lap but um it was extremely necessary i didn't even really ask for it or, or look for it uh intentionally but it it kind of fell into my lap and it's so close and uh convenient um, I can finally say I have a job now. You know, it's just a matter of that stigma of like you don't have a job. You know, people literally de work. You know, they they devalue you a little bit. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. always that little stigma of like you're not enough. You're not doing enough. You're not contributing to society. And you know, and when people would uh, t- tell me like that, like it's like I don't. I'm not thinking about anybody else right now. You know, I was on some self-help, like, stuff. You know, I was going to the gym. I was working on myself, making sure I was at a a solid place. I can see why they're thinking that because, like, if you're you're not working, then to them and to society, like, you're not contributing in the workforce, which is, like, kind of like what our our whole system is based on is, like, working, paying taxes, and yada, 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 all that stuff. So I, I can, like, I can understand their perspective on that, like, why they would be why they might i mean i don't i don't think it's right like if you're going through a rough time to like judge somebody for not working but if like let's say there's like there's a lot of people well not a lot but like there's a section of the world and uh of the country that they just live off of they just live off of like systems to give them money and like to survive oh yeah because they just they haven't worked for like they've never worked a day in their life oh yeah and trust me like i'm definitely surrounded by I'm very familiar with those kinds of people, and I know, especially if in, our, in our state, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are kind of like that. Um, but I think it was important, and I don't disagree with anything you said. I mean, uh, it, I definitely get the system of it, and, like, uh, it's just a matter of putting uh, the dedication into a certain place, uh, being kind of meticulous with it, I suppose. Because, I mean, as you were talking earlier, there are some jobs where you hate it and you don't want anything, to part of, you know, anything a part of it. Um, and you realize that kind of early. Uh, and then there are other jobs where you don't really know what to expect. And you go into it and you learn it and it interests you and you find yourself kind of gravitating towards it. So, I mean, knowing that there's that diversity, I wanted to find something that was right. And so it wasn't necessarily like, I don't want to work. I never want to work. You know, screw it. I'm just going to sit back. It's just a matter of um, letting people give you that time. I mean, it would be something else if I was leeching off of other people and being really needy and always in distress and things like that. But I was really trying to hold my own. You know, I was doing what I could, just really laying low, you know, um, watching uh, what I bought for meals just to get by and uh, obviously putting my time towards other things. I mean, as you know, like I I draw a lot, you know, I do a lot of art. So... Uh, I get that that should be a side project, you yeah. know. Um, I want to segue into um, resolutions because I, I, the whole month of January, I've been thinking about how I want to improve myself and my surroundings, and um, I was interested to hear what your resolutions were and what you wanted to do for this year. Yeah, so um, I think it's definitely kind of a new. Uh, perspective for me this year like uh as i was just talking about like that little low point that i had taught me a lot about uh you know dedication and and where i want to put my time what are my priorities and uh coming up from that little spout of uh you know uh, what people call helplessness or you know not really knowing what to do um it was a nice leaf to turn on on the new year you know um i had my mind set on some good goals and uh, a certain a general understanding of the environment i wanted to become a part of you know um because i i noticed this whole since i've been back you know which is probably a couple years now um well one year i suppose but uh i've been you know reinvolved with all my friends you know uh coming back and seeing everybody in a different uh situation you know everybody's done stuff they've either gone to school or been working or uh really progressed you know so it was easy enough for me to find the friends that had 
uh, a good idea of where they wanted to be and, and what direction they wanted to go in. So since I've been back, I've surrounded myself from them, you know, and uh, knowing that there's a welcome kind of uh, community of support, you know, especially with your friends, you know. I think we're all old enough to the point where we can solidly support the friends we love and, like, you know, uh, help everybody kind of become successful in their own right. Um, so I think it's just kind of surrounded by, uh, I'm working at the gym now, so exercise and, like, eating better and um, just surrounding yourself by positivity, trying to get some solid material done, uh, maybe create a business. You know, I, I don't really know where it's going to go, but the ideas are there, um, and the people are there, you know, to discuss and talk about with. So I think a lot of people have some big plans, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we don't really know where it's going to go, but ride it out you know yeah i like to like assess i like to assess like during this little section that you have between you know fall semester and spring semester i like to have that time to reflect about you know how i was the um, last semester um you know i think college students can relate to this um having that break or even just like that new year it's like a reset yeah. you can decide what you want to do with it and doing a lot of reflecting. Um, I see a lot of things that I was successful with last year and a lot of things that I wasn't successful with last year and trying to, like, figure out how I was successful and, like, what around me helped me be successful. And then the failures, like, what did I do that prevented me from being successful? Yeah. And thinking about that and applying that into the new year. If you do that every year, I just, I ideally... You can try to trickle down what vices and what detriments that you have that could help you or prevent you from succeeding. Right. Yeah, and I think uh, 2020 is really the year that, like, I really took years as important, you know. I mean, it's yeah. – I'm 20 now, and uh, it's uh, it's a new kind of uh, challenge for me to, to evolve into a new certain kind of lifestyle, you know. So uh, I think that it was the first year that I really thought of it as, like, I need to – um, take advantage of, uh, you know, um, the progress, uh, and see where it goes. But I definitely, and especially with the podcasting too, like, it's great to be on here. Um, and I've always liked the idea of podcasts, but I would like to start one, you know, eventually just, uh, not necessarily for like a certain, uh, click or like, you know, audience. I mean, obviously that'll be part of it, but, um, just, just the that, effect of documenting, you know, just want that out there. conversations with people and uh, certain kind of um, discussions about things and, you yeah. know, relationships and, and things like that. Like, I think it's important and why not? You yeah, know? I think like, especially in the digital age, right. um, having something that um, everybody has the uh, ability to have some type of imprint that's, you know, forever. Yeah. And that's I think infinite, you know, like you can have. Like for me, I have um, I have one documentary on YouTube. I have I have uh, everything under the sun, and then I have Title Chasers, which is what I had beginning of the year. And so I have these these projects, and eventually, like a, a plan for this year for myself is I want to buy myself a hyperlink and put all my content that I've made and what I will make on one website, yeah. and just have it there. So like all my you know if I have a radio show back at school, I can put that there or all my content that I've made already, I can put it right there on that one website. Yeah. And just to have it there. Yeah. You know? And so that's nobody nobody buy my hyperlink, please. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and that's what's kinda cool about all this is like especially when you find people like you said in the digital age, like when you find people that are kind of isolated and they spend particularly older people, you know, uh, they're just kind of isolated and they're stuck in their head too much. Um and I think it's really necessary I get that not everybody is very artistic or creative. Autistic? Artistic. Artistic, okay. How about you said yeah, artistic? Yeah, artistic or creative. Um, yeah, but uh, I think there's so many different um, uh, media, you know, contents that's... Uh, and I think um, I think there's always those people that um, they always have the quote-unquote good old days kind of mentality. Right, and, and that's what's always... stuck. Like... It's just stuck living in the past. Like it's not that way anymore. There's so many other opportunities, and uh, to the fact that they've literally like kind of forgotten their life that they're living now. You know, their life. They're Here's living what I've now always, is stagnant. 
Here's what I've always thought. Pre- the the past brings comfort. The present brings um, uncertainty. The f- and the future brings anxiety. The, pr- the past is comfortable because you already know what has happened. You've already lived it, yeah. You've already lived it, and as you grow older, those memories from the past, all the bad memories, you push away because they make you feel, you know, uncomfortable or maybe make you sad. So you remember the good memories from the past. You forget about the memories of, you know, the not-so-good times Yeah. within those good times. You know what I'm saying? Right. The present time, the reason why it's hard to live in the present is because there's so much uncertainty. Like, for all we know, like, this building could just randomly collapse in the present because something happens and right. you, just don't, you just don't know. Yeah. Present moment, anything can happen. And then in the future, there's a lot of anxiety because you have all these questions that you're trying to answer for your future. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen when I'm 65 or what's going to happen when I'm 35 or am I ever going to have kids? Am I ever, am I going to find my lover? Am I going to yeah. get a new job? Questions, am I going to am I going to be able to pay off these debts that I've made for myself? Yeah. And so the past brings comfort, the present brings uncertainty, and the future brings anxiety. Yeah, no, I don't I don't disagree with that. Um I think for me anyway, like I get there's uh, the age gap, you know. I mean, older generations will definitely think differently than us at some extent. Um, but for me anyway, personally, like, I can reminisce about the good times of my childhood and stuff. And, like, obviously, no matter what age you are, you're always going to have some sort of that. Um, but for me anyway, like, I spent uh, so much time thinking about that stuff. Like, you know, uh, so what happened was uh, when I was nine, we got evicted from my apartment. And my brother had gone to Florida. So that was my only time when we were talking uh, musically and stuff. That's when I kind of progressed into my own person. You know, you don't have that role model anymore. Um, the the main one that I had anyway. But either way. Um, and so I had always, you know, reminisced about the neighborhood I grew up in and the friends that I used to have. And uh, I definitely understand with people that, you know, I couldn't understand moving a lot. But uh, one move to a new neighborhood or something, it'll definitely change your perspective. So, and um, that um that segues me into uh, the next topic that I wanted to talk about, which is, I feel like life we live we have phases in my life. So if I think about mine, I don't consider anything from like one to f- to four because I don't even have memory then. Yeah. I'm just a I'm just a baby shitting in diapers, <laughs> and like I, when my parents tell me about memories from then, I'm like cool. That could be false. That could be real. I have no idea. Like, it doesn't exist to me because I, I have no recollection. Right, I don't of have it. that memory. Yeah. So I'm like, age, pretty much from the Hulk fit. I got Hulk fist when I turned five. And I, like, from that, that's like the first memory I remember. Like, crystal yeah, we clear. All had those. I remember that. When I turned five and I got Hulk fist, that was the, that's when my memory started. Those that's when cool. everything that I remember to this point, it goes Dude. all the way back to the Hulk fist. <laughs> that's a good statement right there. Because, I mean, there was some toys back then. Like, you literally, you can't have your childhood without it. Like, yeah. But cool let me, toys, either way. But back to the phases. So like, so like from five to like, I don't know, up until like elementary school. So like, you know, preschool, middle school, uh, preschool, kindergarten, and then like beforehand, which yeah. I barely remember. And then elementary school, I think of first grade to second grade, because that's when I lived in Epsom, New Hampshire. Okay. Then third grade, third grade, I think of third grade in its own because I had no friends and I was like awkward and shy and all that. Fourth and fifth grade. I met some really good friends that I'm still friends with. Shout out to Seth Duvall. I know you're listening. Um, and, you know, uh, Devin Eldred, who helped me make my Title Chasers logo. And he's been um, a friend that I've kept around, um, even though he doesn't live in the area anymore. And, you know, sixth grade, it's when I met my friend Dustin. Uh, and I think of sixth grade in its own because, again, I was adapting to a new you know, instead of having 30 or 40 kids, yeah. I had, like, I don't know, like, 400 yeah, around, but like, but, like, 200 in my grade. And then 7th and 8th grade, that's when I met more friends, and that's when I kind of came out of my shell a little bit. I met my friend Andrew DeRiso. I met Devin Gennard. I met, you know... The crew. A lot of my bo- the, my boys the that boys. I still... That I'm still friends with to this day. Yeah. Freshman year I have on my own, in its own space, because I was just... I think of it as just Fat Zach. I just think of Fat Zach. That's when I ballooned up to like 290, and I was really, really, not 290. 290? Yeah, 290. And I was really big. So I just think of that as like the Fat Zach era, even though I was fat before then too, but like Fat Zach era was freshman year of high school. Taco Bell every weekend. 
drinking two sodas a day, lots of shit, like just unhealthy. I was so unhealthy. Yeah. Eating breakfast burritos, Ugh. you know, yada, yada. Yeah. And then sophomore year to like mid-junior year was like I had my first girlfriends and, you know, I was just, it was like, those are the times that you go back to for yeah. comfort when you're like, hmm, these were simpler times. Like I had my first girlfriend and we're like hanging out every weekend and, you know, I had my first heartbreak and that sucked. And then I find a new, uh, another relationship and we're, you know, you're yeah. falling in love for the first time and it's all new. Right. And then from like January of junior year until probably beginning of senior year, I have that phase with the boys where we're just reckless and we just don't yeah. care. And we're just riding high. We're just young and we're invincible. Yeah. And then senior year... Pretty much like that was all the way up until like the car accident, which I've talked about it in detail. Right. From then on, then until probably like November of my first semester of college. And then um, from then, and then from like January of my freshman year of college to my when I graduated from community college. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the summer and then. Now, you know, my first semester of college, and now I'm entering into a new one, yeah. second semester, 2020 resolutions. So those yeah. are just like little pockets of time that right. that you like remember and like phases of your life. Yeah. And with you and uh, going to Boston, you know, you've obviously met a whole new group of people, started the podcast, uh, been involved with people in different realms of knowledge, you know, learning a lot. Um, and I know I definitely felt this in a couple of years being back from Florida is like, and I think everybody has these kinds of, uh, memories or experiences, but, um, do you feel like, I don't know if it's a time thing or not, but, um, do you feel like the experiences you ex experienced in Boston? I know sometimes when I think of it in Florida, like some of those experiences, you just want to share people, you know, you want to bring them to the places you went to and stuff yeah. and, and show them the experiences. Cause I mean, it's so new to you or so yeah. new to me. Yeah. And like when I, when I had, um, when I brought Zach, uh, Vujnov here, you know, my roommate and yeah. he's been on the show before. Um, when he came, he came to Thanksgiving with me. He, he spent a little bit of time with some family friends, and then I picked him up. I introduced him to my uncle, my cousin, yeah. my grandmother, my That's mom, great. my sister. You met him. Felicity yeah. met him. And I, I got to show him, like, you know. Your world. Yeah, like, where I grew up, like, living in Epsom and, like, the houses that I lived there. And then, you know, like, my house and, you know, like, all these places of my life that mean so much to me. And, like, yeah. he, I hope he comes back um next year i hope it's like a tradition and then when i go back when i go out there in um for spring break i'm going to california um and i'll meet his i'll meet you know i'll see his side of his life you know and you're right when you say like friends that you've met like i wish i could bring all of my friends from boston and meet the people because all i've noticed with all the friends that i've met in boston I see elements of the friends that I've met before. Right, you just want to connect them. I just want them all to meet because yeah. I know that like a lot of my friends from Boston and a lot of my friends from here would would be great friends. Yeah, you know, it's so cool. Right. Yeah, it's a matter of and too like I mean, uh, I don't know how how you take this, but a matter of just going somewhere else new and starting a new friend group. You know, it changes you as a person. It changes your. Uh, perspective of conversation and opening up to different people and yeah uh you get to kind of reinvent yourself you know and uh it's always nice to bring people back you know and be like yeah this is how i've been living you know because you guys met in, in boston so you, you met in the same yeah. environment you know and i like i want to shout out reasons. i want to shout out my buddy cooper and my buddy jorge both have been on the show and to the point where you're talking about like you open up to them like we've had moments where we're hanging out and we just like we get deep for a little bit and we talk about like some of the, some of our like childhood emotions that, uh, you know, have stayed with us for me. Like I, I won't get into it right now, but you know, like my relationship with my dad was complicated and talking to them, I realized that they had similar experiences with their dad and hearing that from them and hearing that from pretty much seeing a lot of my friends there experienced that my friend Louie was the same like they had similar experiences 
but you know having someone to relate to it was really cool to open up to them and you know being able to like be raw with friends that realistically you've only known for like two or three months but you already feel like that oh, yeah. you already just know like you connect you're connected yeah. at the soul right almost. yeah and it's it's just crazy how uh fast those things can take off because like uh when i went down to florida you know um it was all trap music. I didn't know anything of that when I yeah. went down there, you know. Um, so a whole different environment altogether. Um, met a lot of people from different backgrounds, you know, uh, in different places. Florida's a bigger fucking state. So, you know, it's places are farther away, but uh, the diversity you find in people is great. And, yeah. um, and you really, uh, it doesn't take that long to know the people you really vibe with. Like, uh, you know, there's probably about 14 people I met in the class that I was in and right off the bat you know the people that have the dedication and the motivation and the positivity and the openness to really kind of form a bond I mean uh I've also noticed that like you almost for me I feel like some type of some sort of like magnetism towards these people like I'll use I'll use three examples for it when I met my friend Cooper uh, it was the beginning of the semester it was before classes started I was invited to a party right near my my dorm that I'm at and Little did I, I, it was at this place, um, it was in Park Street, which is like, you know, one of the dorm places, and little did we know, the next door neighbor comes over, just like, just introducing himself, and then he starts, he's like at the party, he has a few to drink, I do as well, Yeah. and then next thing you know, we're on the balcony, and I meet this kid, I'm like, hey, I'm Zach, and he's like, hey, I'm Cooper, and next thing you know, we start talking for like three hours about just everything, about like society and music and we connected on death grips and kanye and talking about kanye and you know i knew at that point that like i needed to like continue talking to this kid and like be friends with him and same goes with my friend jorge i had a discussion class with him for my com 101 class and i remember talking to him the first day because i thought he was wearing a um uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy shirt and i was like oh okay cool this kid's cool and then he was, like, the only kid in that class that I, like, really talked to. And I knew, like, over the course of the semester, I'm like, i got to hang out with this kid more. This kid's pretty cool. And then towards, you know, towards the m- middle of the semester, we started hanging out. And now, like, he's just a part of the group now. Like, he's just one of the boys, you know? Yeah. And then I remember when I met my friend Louie there, um, he, wait, I met him at orientation. And I remember, like, thinking, like, this kid is insane. This kid is crazy. He just has so much energy. He just has this, like, I don't care attitude. And he reminded me a lot of Devin Gennard. <laughs> yep. And I was thinking, like, wow, like, I I see a lot of Devin in here. And, you know, Devin, is, you know, he, he's having a friend like that in Boston, too. Like, oh, yeah. And I felt, like, right away, I'm like, this kid, I'm going to have a lot of stories You're to tell. You're familiar with it. I'm going to have a lot of stories to tell about this kid. And I do. I have plenty of stories. Yeah. Probably not enough time for this show. But, right. like, in general, like, Several stories about that kid that you, like, roll your eyes, but you also laugh. You smirk a little bit yeah. about it, you know? I feel like college is just a great... I mean, I didn't go to a big college, you know? I was, I was kind of against that. I didn't want to get it over my head. Yeah. But um, I feel like a college adventure, you know, really... Um, if you take all advantage of you can, you know, uh, to, to make it the best, I mean... Uh, it really puts you into an adventure. I mean, you're in a new place. You're meeting all new people. You all don't know what to expect, you know, you, but you have a common ground. And uh, and those connections are are always going to be there, you know, to have the connections I have down south and to meet, um, you know, the great people, I, musicians and uh, producers and experiences that I've had. I mean, we can all share those moments, you know, and we yeah. can all say, I went to school with him, you know, and yeah. and uh, we went there and, and now is the time to just see where it goes, you know. Yeah, and I love to see how, like, the relationships evolve, too. Right. But back to, like, the friends that you feel, like, this magnetism towards. And yeah. I felt the same with, like, certain relationships that I've been in. Like, I feel like a, something is, like, almost, like, pulling me towards them, right. you know? And it leads me to um, think about, like, whether it's it's fate that's deciding it or if it's just a mental thing for me. Like, it's just a, a yeah, random occurrence. Maybe sometimes it just feels it's just right. A, it's just a random occurrence that I just met these people by chance. But also with the relationship that you make with them, it almost feels like it's fate. So I feel like it'd be cool to ask, like, do you feel like it's fate meeting these people? Or do you feel like it's just by chance that you meet these people 
and that relationship is just a random occurrence. I feel like that um, that kind of uh, propulsion into that kind of environment or those kinds of connections with people are kind of uh, um, they're kind of uh, contagious. You know, I mean, once you start that role into going in what you're interested in and what you want to be a part of, you know, say you move to a different city or you. Uh, start going to a certain club or you start hanging out with certain kinds of musicians or whatever it might be. I mean, when you when you make that choice to involve yourself in that group, you know, you're putting yourself at will of meeting a lot of great people that you can resonate with. You know, it's a matter of having a place to, to let people have that common ground with each other. But do you, do you think it's like, do you think that there's, that it was like predetermined that you would meet these people and they would teach you this? Mm. Or do you feel like, by chance, you meet these people, and it's it's kind of by random, by chance, yeah, it just happens that way. I wouldn't necessarily say it's fate. I mean, and whenever I think of this in these terms, like, I always think of, uh, we all know people, whether they're, like, famous people or whether they're people in our own lives. Like, you know, you think of them, and you think of their personality, and you think of the way they went. You know, um there is many things that could be uh, attributed to to the way they are now or whatever kind of life they lived. But I think seeing that diversity of like me envisioning how their life could have gone and how it did, I feel like we do have the free will to kind of turn our environment into what we're comfortable with, you know? Yeah. But um, I think uh, sometimes when you make those right choices and you find the people, like, uh, it might be just a mind trick, you know? I mean, it might just feel great because the energy's there. Yeah, I think it's weird because, like, when you think about it and you think of all the parameters of it, I think, like, you know, if I go back to when I, like, kindled my friendship with Cooper, for example, I didn't have to reach out to him. I didn't have to get a Snapchat. Like, I didn't... There was no nothing forcing me to, like, become friends with him, but, yeah. it, like, I chose to reach out to him. I chose to invite him to, you know, hang out with the friends that I've already met. And then from there, it's just the group has grown. Yeah. And now I have, like, a group of, like, you know, six or seven hooligans that we hang out every Friday or Saturday. And we we hang out and we just have a good time. Whether we're playing Mortal Kombat and I completely destroy them because I'm a king at Mortal Kombat. Or, you know, we're going out and exploring the city together. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a choice. I had a choice with all of these friends that I've made. Sam Trottenberg, for example, I met him at a radio show. We were interning on the same radio show. We were talking. We had a lot of same interests. And I chose to reach out to him, chose to, like, become friends with him. And he chose the same. So it's like those choices kind of, like, equal each other out. But at the same time, it does feel like it's determined. Like, I was meant to meet these people. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, too, is, like, um, especially being in Florida, like, I... I still had a sense things had gotten pretty dull here, you know, by the time I left, and I was not really sure. I wanted to get out. That's all I wanted to do was leave. And uh, But there was still that kind of paralyzing anxiety of reaching, you know, being on your own and having to rely on yourself. So I definitely took those opportunities and did whatever I needed to do with them, you know, to make it all that I could. But I feel like it's a matter of just taking opportunities. I mean, I remember walking around Florida and, you know, specifically going out and be like, I need to meet somebody today. You yeah. know, whether it's going to Guitar Center or going to the record store or whatever. I mean, there's always a middle ground you can find with people. And I think it's a matter of just taking those opportunities and then you can weed them out. Some things won't work. You know, some interactions might not spark anything, but don't take it personally. I mean, the things that were meant to find you will find you. If you want to yeah. get involved in them, you know, I mean, it's a matter of dedication and a matter of progress. But... Um, since you kind of, like, shouted out your friends and stuff. And I always love, like, giving people uh, promotion and, and just kind of spreading the word about their talents and stuff. I want to kind of, like, introduce some of the, the people yeah. I met in Florida, yeah. you know? Like, so, uh, like I said, my class was small, like 14 people, and uh, we all kind of shared an interest in music and production in a sense. Um, some were more vague than others. Um, so... Uh, when I went down, I got involved with, uh, set up with a couple of roommates. Uh, we had a two-bedroom, or three-bedroom apartment, and uh, so I had my, my buddy, uh, William Serbia, um, and uh, Jack O'Brien, and, uh, and you know, uh, two completely people I didn't 
really know we hadn't talked or anything, but we were cordial enough to be able to live together. You know, we uh, helped each other out when we needed help, whatever. So I had my roommates, and uh, and then we went and, and met everybody in class and stuff. And obviously, there's a little, uh, my buddy Andral, uh goes by the name DJ Only Vibe. Amazing pianist, amazing uh, beat maker, very sophisticated uh, producing capabilities. Um, and uh, so he was really cool. He was from Haiti. He was new yeah. to uh, everything. Uh, and then there was uh, Stax DeVito. He yeah. was the uh, more kind of experienced uh, student in the classroom. Uh, he's You can check out his uh, CD, Audible Diesel. He has this, uh, he's from Detroit, uh, I mean, Chicago, my dad. Okay. Chicago, and uh, and he has a real unique kind of uh, genuine style to him, and uh, he was the more kind of uh, progressed musician I met, which was, uh, you know, we would have parties at his house, you know, to celebrate holidays or whatever, so very open and uh, generous, yeah. real inspiration, you know, um, and that's what sent me back from Florida with this great love for positivity and just trying to progress, because once you're introduced to it, it's just you have it in your head, you know, and yeah. you know those people are wishing you the best and you know you can wish them the best back and uh, people are always going to be there. So that's what I mean by um, them being those certain individuals that you just really gravitate towards because they want nothing but the best, you know. Yeah. Um, I think we should uh, wrap things up for today um, yeah. because we're running low on time for the podcast studio. But is there any final thoughts that you have that you want to share with the audience? Uh, no, I just kind of want to, like, leave it on a note of, like, you know, I feel like a lot of the younger people and, like, people our age just, there's so much more to us than uh, what's maybe perceived by older generations or whatever. Like, the positivity and the motivation and the inspiration's there, you know. So I just encourage everybody to get in a group where they find themselves comfortable and uh, have the inspiration and uh you two, know have some two-sided love yeah yeah just some some two-sided uh, positivity yeah a little gas behind you just kind of keep you in the air you know yeah exactly but uh yeah and that's all just positivity and progress to everyone you know